guilty. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. He said, oh, yay, you mugs. <laughs> oh, man. This episode, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Batman the Fanimated Stream. I'm, of course, Dave the Film Junkie. And with me, as always, Mr. Scott McClellan. How's it going, sir? It's a Sunday night. It it's a Sunday night, night. And, you know, we're still all feeling the, uh, the heartache. Of course, of uh, the passing of our Batman right here, too. Um, and, you know, it sucks, too, because, you know, we, we we celebrated him on Friday. And sadly, anybody who didn't catch it live can't watch it right now because got blocked. Got blocked, man. I, I couldn't believe I like I, I figured, you know, with, I, I wanted to show clips because I was just like the hell with it. I figured we'd get I get a copyright claim. But I didn't think it would get blocked. And one of the clips warranted a block entirely. So it's disputed right now. Hopefully it'll get resolved. If they come back and say you can't, then I'll snip it out and do something. But I really want to get that thing back up because I thought I thought we did a good job of celebrating uh, the man himself, Kevin Conroy. Okay, I just have to know which clip was it. It was the one where he talks with on the TV. And the voice, and he talks about the voice of being Batman and stuff like oh, that. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It was from yeah. that. I, see, that's what's so, I, I don't understand. You can never understand copyright when it comes to YouTube. It's so flawed because fair use, you read fair use, every YouTuber that deals with it, tra uh, trailer reactions, whatever. Fair use, uh, there's, there's, there's stipulations when it comes to fair use. That's why when it comes to like reaction videos, you're allowed to do it. When it comes to commentary, parody, there's a lot of things that you can use. If you're just flat out showing a lot of things, yeah, you can't do that. But if you're doing something and you're doing some commentary over it, short clip, you know, doing this stuff, it's supposed to be under the fair use copyright guidelines. And, you know, we always show a clip on here. And, you know, you most of the time when I get the copyright claims, they I just dispute it and they go, OK, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, because we're doing commentary and that's perfectly under it. But I you know, it's just it's so weird because I've you know, like I said, I knew we'd get the claim. But in that at the same time, I was like, the dispute should be fine. But I didn't think it was going to fall on block. So hopefully it comes back sometime this week, and we'll see what happens. But we'll get it back up because I think it was uh, it was a good celebration. It was a good celebration, very much so. And it's yeah. as I was saying, it, it's been nice because it hurts a little less now. Yeah. Now it's more about the the celebrate the remembering. You know, the thirty years worth of Batman that we have with Kevin. So yeah. It really is. And, uh, you know, I'm still going to pour a little vodka just to to raise my glass even tonight for Batman the Fanimated. So cheers, of course, to Kevin Conroy. And, uh, you know, just thank you for the 30 years of awesome Batman content, you know. Yeah. And I think we already talked about it on Friday night, but Ray and I did record the next episode of DC TV Squadcast. Yeah. And it's uh, I'll go ahead and say now, you you know, the Fanimated crowd will get a preview, but. Uh, Ray and I picked each individually our top five Conroy performances. Nice. And yeah, we I'm just discuss and we discuss that. So that will be the I think it's episode 183 of DC TV Squadcast when it posts. So look out for that. Look out for that this week. When, when is it going to be up? You think? 
whenever Ray gets it produced. Oh, that's right. He does all that stuff. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's his Come show. Come on, Ray. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that, that is, that's, yeah, that's his, his show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is very much his. I always forget about that. But uh, yeah, don't we all? I would love a Scarface puppet too, right? But uh, yeah, so yeah, I apologize. I know there were some people that were like, you know, oh man, I usually listen to the Vodka stream like the next day or whatever. And it sucks too because... Usually I rip it from YouTube, the, the audios, and then I can upload that to like all the various audio streaming. But sadly, that wasn't working either. Um, I'll try again tonight. I haven't tried. But for some reason, when I tried to download it, it just gave me an error. So I don't know what's going on with that. So I'll try to even do that. So then maybe I can get it on on streaming so then people can listen to it. But yeah, hopefully it'll come back the copyright thing. And if it doesn't, I might have to clip out which that's what I love about YouTube, even though like the whole fair use thing is like flawed. At least they give you the option to be like, you want to trim it out? And then they'll they'll do it. You just they show you like this much. And you're like, yep. And then you trim it out. It takes like a probably like a half a day to process. And then it'll be able to uh, be back. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, it was a, it was definitely a fun night celebrating uh, Kevin Conroy. And yeah, you're right, though. Like it seems like the shock of it all is you know it's lessened now and now you know you still see stuff like tara strong when she talked about when she posted her uh full-on thread talking about um conroy mm -hmm. and and how he made her feel very welcomed and just comfortable and everything and just still seeing stuff like that and then still seeing art which was great um people still celebrating and you know and it, it continues on and it'll probably continue on for a bit because i mean the man just was it, he was just he was just batman even though he wasn't yeah. physically batman even though you know one time he was he just was batman batman absolutely that voice was just so iconic so iconic and then it was it was interesting even watching this episode tonight um just hearing his voice and just going man you know it was a little bit of like a fuck I can't believe it. I can't believe like thing, you know, this guy, you know, the voice is not around anymore, but we have 30 years to just celebrate and rewatch and watch and watch again. And so it's just great. It's just great that we have that. I, I love how I love how on HBO Max, the remembering Kevin Conroy uh, section is just watch the animated series. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's all him. It's all him. And uh, we're here to talk about trial which is, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about it last week, too, where it's like, you know, this is going to be an interesting to want, uh, one to watch, um, just to revisit and really, uh, you know, put like a jeweler's loop on it. It's, it's interesting because, you know, it's, it's, got, it's got the rogues gallery. This is, a, this is an episode that is filled with all kinds of villains and all kinds of, every, you know, a lot of things. And, you know, just re-watching it, it's, it's, I don't know, like, I, it, what I felt about this episode, it was funny because right in the middle of it, just with the score and with everything that was happening, I was going, man, if there was a live action version of this story, you know, brought to us, I, I was getting Steven Spielberg vibes. I don't know what there was something. About, yes. I don't know okay, what oh, it was. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I, 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 I need you to expound on this. I really yeah, need you to because, expound on this. Because just because like if Steven Spielberg were to do something with Batman, he probably would want all this. And just, I don't know, the score just gave me like the vibe of a Steven Spielberg adventure film, even though it's not like trekking out into the world. I don't know. 
I, I know. That's why I wanted to run that by you. And I loved how your face was like, huh? Because I don't know why I got that vibe. I just felt like I had that vibe of like, if there was like going to be somebody who would like bring this live action, I just got a Steven Spielberg vibe. I don't know. You didn't that feel that weird. at all. I didn't feel that at all. And it's just, it's an intriguing thought though. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest. This was actually an episode that about halfway through it, or maybe a little past, like there was a distinct point where I was like, and I forgot what happened for the rest of this episode. Like, <laughs> so I, I, you know, normally I'm the one going, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've watched this. I remember this, blah, blah, blah. blah. And no, I'm watching the episode and there got to a point that I went, and I don't remember anything else from this point forward. It was the point where she goes, you created him. That's when after that, I went, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm like, what happens after this? I went, I totally. And then I remembered, of course, you know, there's a spot where um, where Gordon goes, Arkham, you know, and there's like that dramatic, like uh, go to commercial thing that we'll talk about, of course. But yeah, there I, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one where it's just like. What does, how does this resolve? I totally was like blanking on that as well. So I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, 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 however, fun thing I've got, a, I've, I have lots of fun Yay. voices to talk about in this episode yeah. and a couple of interesting little trivia bits because overall it's an okay episode. Like I yeah. don't, I, fun. I, I, Fun. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Story was by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Paul mm -hmm. Dini wrote the script. Uh, which made sense with one of my trivia facts that I'm going to bring mm. up tonight. Okay. So we'll talk about when we get uh, these are okay. trivia facts that I feel like uh, land well in the middle of the discussion. Okay, cool, cool, and uh, yeah, and it, yeah, it's a, it's just it's not like it's not an episode that's deep. It's not anything like I mean it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I was getting like a Steven Spielberg vibe. I mean, it's just I just what I was feeling when I was doing it, but. Um, I don't know. I think it was just because it was just fun. It was just like a fun little like, OK, we've got all these people here. And, it, and even when it starts off, too, with Poison Ivy, of course, being sentenced to basically life in Arkham, essentially like, hey, or is it life in Arkham? She's basically or is it not really life? It's just rehabilitation, of course, that they don't really have life in Arkham. Well, I just think it's interesting that it's like she should be going to Blackgate. Yeah. But because she was captured by the Batman. I, legally, I don't understand how it's like, but we're just going to send you back to Arkham. It's Arkham. It's like, all Arkham for you. Uh, by the way, the judge yeah. was, uh, the voice was uh, George Dunza. Uh, so that's, uh, it, it, it's Ventriloquist. Oh, it, okay. Duh. He was he was the judge. Nice. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't even catch that. I didn't catch that. Uh, who plays Janet? I forgot. Okay. Yeah. The, no, this is interesting. Because mm -hmm. Janet in this episode is different than the voice actress who played her in Shadow of the Bat. Okay. Because she was like a one-off thing in Shadow of the Bat. Cool, cool connection here. In this episode, Janet Van Dorn is voiced by Stephanie Zimbalist. Don't know who that is. Okay. So. <laughs> she was the co-star with Pierce Brosnan. In Remington Steel. No shit. Studio. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, she wow. was the main. She was the. She was the actual owner of the detective agency, and so like, so she's like the professional. While Pierce Brosnan's like the 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 dashing yeah. thief. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But here's the other cool connection. 
Did you catch her last name? No. Stephanie Zimbalis. Zimbalis. I don't know. She's the daughter of Ephraim Zimbalis Jr., the voice of Alfred. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Didn't even think. See, I don't even think about the last name when it comes to Ephraim. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Well, there you because go. Because cool. Ephraim, Ephraim eventually had a recurring role on Remington Steel playing her dad. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. So there you go. There's some good trivia for you right there, right off the top right there. That's awesome. Man, I would have never. This is why this is why I like doing this stuff, because, you know, we break it down. And Scott, it's got the trivia. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Scott needs the uh, the Charlie Day threaded board. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pretty much connecting it all. Just, <laughs> and just doing all that. But yeah, the episode starts off with Harley getting set, sentenced back to Arkham. And then, of course, we see her uh, being brought back to Arkham. And um, and then, of course, she gets greeted by Harley. Or did I say Harley? Or I said Ivy. You, Ivy. You, 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 meant, yes. you meant to say Ivy, but you said Harley. I totally yeah. messed that up. I totally messed that up. But uh, yeah, Ivy goes back to Arkham, and then she gets greeted by Harley. And I love how she's like pressing her face like up against the, the glass. Yeah. Hi, Red. <laughs> You know, which I, which I love because this is showing some continuity exactly. in the relationship that they developed in Harley and Ivy last season. Exactly. Exactly. So it really shows that. And she's excited. And then, of course, you know, does her little like stick her tongue out at the guards kind of thing. But then oh, the guard going. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the guard with the angry fist? Yeah. Yeah. He was, <laughs> of course, you know, you got to do that. Uh, but then, of course, we find out quickly. One of the things about this episode, it does. Move. Oh, no. it moves quickly that's why i'm like man if they were to like flesh this out into like a long kind of thing i'm like i mean there's uh you know you could take your time with this but man i felt like i was like just i was just bit a bit a bit a bit a bit and i'm going but but you know and i'm just it just felt like it went by in like six minutes as opposed to 22 it was just crazy it's just crazy hey mama film junkies here what's going on mom good to Yay! see you okay but, I, uh, I love it when 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 uh when uh harley's like we're having a party, and yeah. Jervis has the invitations. Exactly, and then all of a sudden you find out, hey, the the Arkham doctors and guards are all freaking mind controlled by, by of course Mister Hatter right there, and he just reveals himself and everything. So, uh, but then we get then we get like the relationship between Janet and Batman because Janet, it's interesting because oh man, I mean I do like how the the ending of this which we're that's actually what we're going to show but uh but janet is all about she just doesn't like batman let's face it she doesn't like batman she did we i think we got a sense of that in shadow of the bat a little bit you know we, but a we, little bit, little bit but, but not not right not like here <laughs> no no this is like he well and this one makes it makes a little bit more sense because it's like she should have gotten a conviction on yeah. on ivy and it's because it was bat because Batman being a vigilante and not a, you know, badge carrying member of law enforcement. Like she's getting screwed. Like this is making her job harder. So you can kind of understand where she's where coming. she's coming from. But yeah. she does land on this idea that he created the villains. She does. And, you know. And it's funny, too, because, uh, you know, she's saying all this to Gordon. And, of course, Gordon is just going to defend Batman like crazy. You know, that's what Gordon does. And then they start talking about the East Side Skulls, uh, which apparently wear Punisher shirts <laughs> or something I, similar. I, 
I know, but I love it how like Gordon like holds up the blinds. He's like, "It's a war out there," and he's our yeah. best weapon. Yeah. And then, and then Batman slinks in. But I love the fact that they animated him to where he's still like lowering the blinds. Like he didn't get to like completely like slink in before we yeah. saw him. Like we're catching him <laughs> as he's coming in. Uh huh. It's good. It's good. And then of course, um, uh, I, I like I like the line where she says like uh, she basically tells him like, "Hey, you should take off that mask and put on a uniform," because you know, going back to what you were saying is the fact that she's getting screwed because he's a vigilante, and it's like, hey, if you were a cop, it would make my life easier you know, as opposed to what you're doing right now. So I like that line where she goes, you know, you should take off the mask and put on a uniform. So just a good line. I thought. And I also love how he just go. And now that response, he just goes, peace out. Yeah. Here, peace here, out. Here's, here's your gang leader. Here's the leader right there hanging upside down, uh, tied up and uh mouth like taped. Up. Yeah. He, it's just like, here you go. Sorry. See you later. I'm not going to deal with this, but then, it's, and then what happens next? Bruce has dinner with her. And I'm still trying to figure out like, was that like I'm the I'm the billionaire, uh, I'm the billionaire like leading citizen having dinner with the district attorney because like I'm keeping up, you know, good relationships with like city officials. Was it a date? I I really couldn't get like a read on what was that. I think um just by you know, 68 episodes into this thing. And the fact that there's the Bruce Wayne persona, I think it was definitely a date and he used his playboyness, his, you know, his good looks, his stature, you know, and his uh, status and everything to make it a date. But really he's just like, he's trying to keep tabs on her in both Batman sense and Bruce Wayne sense where it's like, it's like, all right, like you said, it's got to keep up good relations with the district attorney, obviously, because, you know, that's who's going to be bringing down like all these hardcore criminals. That's who's going to be helping all this. That's who's going to help him as Batman, even though they don't they don't agree. And he's going to play that, you know, eh, get out of here kind of thing when it comes to, yeah, take off the mask and put on a uniform, whatever. So I think with the Bruce Wayne persona, he kind of probably used it, you know, because she still is a lady. I don't think she has a relationship. She probably takes her work very seriously. So why not just use that to be like, hey, Let's go out. To, I mean, because it's I mean, it's a fancy restaurant. It's a very fancy restaurant. Handles, he's not he, he's not wearing the, the brown suit. He actually tuxedo, had like a, he's, yeah, he's it was a tuxedo, but no, he did have not. like a, a no, but it was but it was like a double breasted suit. I was like, yeah. hey, it's gray. He actually got out of the, the brown and yellow yeah. shirt. That's 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 nice. <laughs> yeah, um, it wasn't like I, a business I, lunch. It was an actual dinner. Like, a dinner. yeah, it was. However, I'd be very sketchy about that waiter. <laughs> yeah so would i so would i did you pick up on the waiter yeah i picked up on a little bit because uh when when uh, well it's funny too because one of the things that they do they show her glasses case with her initials on it i love how they zeroed in on that because i'm like all right well that's gonna play later but uh when it comes to the waiter like uh you probably caught more than i did i just you what, what did you think about the waiter i know it, it was mark campbell's voice was it Mark Hamill's voice? I didn't. It's Mark, I didn't yeah, Mark it Hamill. Okay. Well, obviously they want to use. We've always talked about like anytime that they bring, um, you know, the, the the voices in to do like something, they always be like, "Hey, can you also voice this this one real quick right here?" I didn't catch that. I didn't catch yeah. that. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. The waiter was Hamill. You no, know, like the judge, like the like the judge was was Zunda. The waiter yeah. was Hamill. Yeah, That's absolutely. So great. That is so great. Oh man. But yeah, so she gets a call, and then of course we do that whole thing where we get back to Bruce and he's just whistling. I don't know. I I've never been, you know, sitting at a table by myself at a restaurant, just start whistling and ding 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 playing with my 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 glass of water with a fork. <laughs> it's like I just love how they they emphasize that he's been waiting for a while. And uh, and then of course with the waiter, he also goes like, you know, you know, just kind of being like, What the hell's happening here? And then uh, all of a sudden he sees the bats, the bat signal up in the uh, up in the clouds. And he doesn't even think twice. It's like, all right, I guess I should just go. You know, I something. But I but I really but I think it's Batman going. The district attorney's been gone for half an hour. And now the bat putting it together. Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because something's wrong. Something's yeah. wrong. And also, like you pointed out, this episode moves. It's like. Like he doesn't even like show up. Like by the time we cut to the rooftop, it's like Gordon and him are already talking. Yeah. Like they like like they kept this thing moving. They kept it moving, and then of course Gordon gives him the glasses case that has her initials on it. So it's like, all right, yep, she's now kidnapped. Something's happening. Um, and then um, uh, and then of course you know he gets instructed to. I mean, he's basically just we're, Man, I I didn't write my notes right here. He or he gets that that note that has all like the yeah like the like the magazine clipped out like the Zodiac killer like kind yeah of Zodiac killer yeah. type stuff to instruct him where to go. And then of course when he's there, uh, I mean yeah, I mean at first I love it like uh, you got the uh, the 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 it's not what's the statue that has the balance of power and or whatever the hell it's a it's a lady justice lady justice that's what it is and it's funny too because you you, you see it and you go that looks like ivy oh guess what it's ivy it is, it's ivy yeah. <laughs> you know lady justice of course you know with the the then you always have the like the blindfold on it and right because justice is blind justice yeah. is blind and then of course the balance right there and the yeah so it's just like um yeah, so immediately you're just like, that looks like Ivy, and sure enough, it is Ivy, and then, of course, Harley's there, too, and then, you know, Batman gets a, a dart to the back, you know, and, and you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's something that's uh, that's gonna... It's poisoned, course, yeah. It's poisoned. It's definitely poisoned, and uh, and then he gets a, you know, he gets a kick to the face by, by Harley. My God, jeez. However, I love the move where he grabs one of those pom-poms off of Harley's outfit and throws her by it i love that move yeah he still gets a good shot in but uh, but naturally he's gonna be uh you know a little bit you know Drunk. and it's just it's one of those things too where it's like all right you get him you put him in the straight jacket just just, just take off the mask it's like last week we were like just shoot them just yeah. just, just shoot them i mean seriously oh man but they wanted to save it for the dramatic ending that's what it was of the trial that's what it is but uh yeah so then of course we get uh janet in the cell um uh janet in the cell and then of course you know two faces there too uh basically i mean we we get you know what's funny is like we get everyone but penguin penguin you're, you're right yeah. well because penguin is actually like up to this point penguin has never been in arkham yeah, because because Penguin has never Penguin's not insane. Yeah, he's just he's never a mobster. shown mental illness. He's just he's all about he's, status. Right, he's a mobster. He yeah. he's he always ends up at Stonegate. He yeah. never gets locked up in Arkham. Yeah, 
And the last time we saw him, he was making a uh, license plates, right? Yep. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, so they kept that pretty good. And I thought, you know, when I thought, yeah, there's no penguin, but then I went, well, that makes sense because yeah, he was never one of those, I guess you could say one of these that are just, you know, and it wouldn't, I don't think it would make sense if he was actually there when you see, you know, the litter of, of uh, rogues gallery that we see here. So yeah, it does make sense, but yeah, no penguin. I mean, we got croc, we get Hatter, we get Riddler, Harley, Joker, two face. Um, that's pretty much it. We know there's no yeah, the, one, the one that doesn't fit there uh, of all the ones that go, listen, it makes no sense for croc to be in Arkham. I think they just wanted to do that thing where he just said, throw a rocket at him. <laughs> the rock joke again. The rock joke. I was like, yes. <laughs> they wanted yes. to keep that. They wanted to keep that. And then, of course, um, you Hit know, him with a rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the joke that, you know, and then, of course, when it came to Sideshow, he almost did smash his head with a big, huge rock. So I think they just wanted to keep that 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 that, that connective tissue to the uh, to the to the rock, not Dwayne Johnson, but, you know, a, an actual rock. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Two-Face talking to uh, Janet and saying about the white coats are under Hatter's control. And we see all that, you know, just a bunch of, you know, with the, the things, uh, those cards that he puts in there. Yeah, the, the, and, the, ten, the ten six cards, which there are, it is. yeah, because that's actually I'm not sure if you know or uh, but, you know, that's from the original illustrations. Yep. Of uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. Well, like when we did the Mad Hatter episode, I mean, I think we might have talked something about that. I don't know, but yeah, that's always like you know you've seen that uh, before. So, and just to utilize that to mind control somebody, I mean, Jarvis, you sleeky bastard. Um, and then of course, uh, Two Face is basically laying it down. I mean, I love it how like you know Janet's not happy. She's like, what the hell. You know, you got Batman sitting on the little, you know, the bed in the in the in the in the cell with the straight jacket. And she's just like, what the fuck? And then Two-Face is like, oh, yeah, uh, you're going to be the defense. I'm going to be the prosecutor. Good luck. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> I also I also love it. Like when they're when they're walking her because it's it's Mad Hatter and Two-Face who walk her into uh, the courtroom. Correct. It yeah. It is Mad Hatter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then I love it. I was like, I'm going to give you 50, 50 odds. You, you get them off. You both live. You, 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 you don't, you take the fall with them. I always mm -hmm. love it. How, like when they get to two face, two face suddenly like starts talking like 1930. Like he's like a Warner brothers gangster movie. It's like, really? it's like Edward G. Robertson or, or Jimmy Cagney suddenly starts like doing that old cheesy gangster dialogue and all that right. you take the fall you take the fall and then of course we have harley who's like wearing batman's utility belt <laughs> you know it's like of course she is you know because you know when we've seen her in previous episodes when she she loves her jewelry she loves her accessories you know when it comes to harley so she's wearing of course batman's utility belt and that's always the thing that anytime you kidnap batman yeah best take away the utility belt you know and we've seen that time and time again that's 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 where his super well not all his superpowers but it, you know it's just it yeah you that's the first thing you do you kidnap batman you really remove that utility belt and we saw yeah. that in sideshow where remember when like you know Croc, crocs like, like wearing it off like, like yeah like a wrestler <laughs> yeah, yeah i love that um however this is a great time to point out i almost forgot the fact that they really did get almost all of the voices back for all of those rogues 
But I want to point out something to you. Hmm. Did you realize that Scarecrow never said anything in the episode? He did not. He did not. And I figured they just didn't get that voice back. Oh, well, there's a reason. Why? Henry Pollock II was recuperating from throat surgery while this episode was being produced. That makes sense. So, um, you know, can't really do a voice acting role if you're had throat surgery. So he uh, they just they kept the character, but just didn't give him any dialogue. Makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, yeah, because I was kind of wondering, I was like, all right, they must have not have got him back because he has no, no, no lines. But we do get the ventriloquist and Scarface. Of course, they're back. And of course, obviously, you talked about how uh, he also did the voice of the judge. But yeah, it was just uh, it was cool to see, you know, of course, them back. Um, and then, of course, we get the, the 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 croc line, hit him with the rock, you know, kind of thing. And it's just <laughs> it's like that running joke. Just so great. I just love the fact that, like, they realized how much it made such an impact and almost got him. And it was just like, yeah, we're just going to it's going to roll with it. We're yeah, just going to keep roll with rolling with it. Just keep doing it. And then, of course, we get Judge Joker that that shows up. And, you know, it's always a good time when the Joker shows up, Mark Hamill and everything. Ah, just so good. Just so freaking. Well, he's good. he's wearing the wig. He's mm-hmm. even got the little flower on the judge's robe. Uh, I was, and however, it's on the opposite side because normally yeah. it's on his left lapel, and and this one he put it on the right side of the robe. It threw me off a little bit. Not gonna eh, lie, eh, semantics. But you know, it does play a key role in later on. Oh, does it like, ever? Yeah, it does I, play a very good uh, uh, when we get to it. When we get to this this whole trial thing, and uh, and of course, right off the bat, right off the bat, he's just like guilty. You know. Because, <laughs> Of course, the Joker would say he's guilty. It's like, yeah, sentence, you know, get rid of this guy. But uh, and then, of course, you know, she goes, hey, wait, Janet's like, you told me to plead my case. And he goes, OK, like that'll make a difference. difference. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, With course, our impartial like, jury here. It's like, yeah, oh. which is just every it's got Riddler's in there. Riddler also doesn't talk. Though. Oh, Riddler also doesn't talk. That's right. Yeah. yeah but Riddler is there. But he doesn't say anything. And then, of course, Two-Face makes his opening statement. And the first witness is, of course, Mad Hatter, um, which is funny because we do get we revisit slightly the Mad Hatter, the first Mad Hatter episode um, where, you know, Janet's just just like it's just funny, too, because, you know, Janet, she knows she knows she knows the history, you know, even though she's totally not all about what Batman's doing. She knows what is happening with these criminals and she knows the stories and basically is like, well, wait a minute. Didn't you like brainwash a woman because she turned you down? Like, wait, how's that Batman's fault? You know, <laughs> I, I know. And I love it how it's like, yeah, you're creepy as fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what she's saying. It's like, yeah. you get, I mean, when we talked about that episode, it's it's a creepy fucking episode. I mean, it. if they were to do a, a, a black label movie about that, you know. Oh, he's totally uh, he's totally an incel. I mean, they could, yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, they I that's another one. Like anytime that we've talked about, like what else could be spun off in that fashion of Joker? Matt Hatter, Jar- that could be right there, too, when it talks about just a dude that, you know, that is very much uh, get, gets turned down by somebody he's in love with and blah, 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 and brainwashes her. And they he has really this, turn creepy, that yeah. and this creepy Alice in Wonderland fetish. I mean, Dude. it's I mean, 
the, the possibilities abound with how creepy as f that yeah. that that movie would be yes very much and then of course uh when he talks about it, i want to strike from the record <laughs> joker's like record is someone supposed to be writing this writing this down <laughs> It's like, yeah, nobody's taking this seriously. They just wanted to have some fun because they're all fucking crazy. They're crazy. So instead of just, you know, killing Batman, they wanted to put on this whole theatrical thing right here because they're nuts. They're nuts. This is why they're in here. And I still uh, love it when we get to Ivy yeah. and she's telling the story. It's like, and didn't you try to kill the district attorney, the then district attorney Harvey Dent? No hard feelings. Yeah, and then he's just like fucking. He's flipping yeah. his coin like just. Uh. Okay, Scott. We get Montoya. Remember what we talked about? I'm so glad you remembered. Uh huh. And she's wearing a trench coat. She's yeah, she's already. She she's not a beat. She's not a beat cop uniform. She's not. She's not. So uh, if anybody didn't catch, like uh, basically when it came to uh, season two now, now we got Montoya showing up. She's not wearing the standard, you know, the beat cop uniform like the first time we see her again. And we're kind of like, OK, she's kind of wearing like a, a skirt and this is a little bit different. So we were like, we we're going to make it like a point to point out her wardrobe from now on when she shows up and here she shows up and she's wearing just a, a trench coat full on because you know it's why not and it's all fully buttoned it's not open it's just the trench coat and yeah not wearing uh not wearing pants not wearing long pants at least you know or the hat so it's like i hat. think i think at this point she's already been promoted to detective she has she does uh, now, however, something that i did not point out last week because i i noticed it but it didn't register uh we also have a different voice actress for montoya you know what? I thought about that too because I was like, "Wait a minute!" This doesn't—I—I I even maybe thought about that the the first time we saw her in season two. I was like, "Is that the same?" But that—but then I just—I don't know. I—I should have probably pointed that out. But yeah, this time you can actually hear it a little bit more that it's not the same voice from season one. Yeah. So we have a different voice actress. But yeah. yes, uh, I was so glad. Thank you. I—I I was ready. <laughs> I even—I even wrote in my notes, Montoya in a trench coat. Yes, there it is. I was like, yep, there we go. I, as soon as she showed up, I was like, yep. I said the same thing. Matoya wearing a trench coat. I was like, I wanted to make that note for sure because we're going to keep an eye on that. So, yeah, I think we figured it out. She definitely did get promoted. Um, so then, of course, um, we got Harley on the stand right there. And, of course, she's it's Harley and the judge is the Joker. So, I mean... <laughs> We already know that there's, uh, you know, there's always going to be that. She's like pretty much sitting on his lap and everything like that. But anyways, um, she um, she talks about how, like, if it wasn't for Batman, she would have never met her pudding. Of course, which is which is important because this is the very first mention of, of Harley's backstory as a psychiatrist in the series that's right so, because she does mention that yeah janet she does mention that like this is the first time in the show we get the the backstory that she was a psychiatrist at arkham when she met the joker so i was curious so i went and i did a little clickety clackety research mad love the one shot of the com the comic book one shot mm -hmm. 
was released on newsstands in December of 1993. Now, remember, that comic book was written by Paul Dini and actually drawn by Bruce Timm. Mm -hmm. This episode, which was written by Paul Dini, aired in May of 1994. So the episode was produced after they wrote that story. And this is the first time in the series that that backstory is provided to the audience. And, Janet the her, and doesn't Janet say her full name? I believe she does. Yes. Does say Harlan Quinzel. I th- I'm pretty sure. I know. I'm, I meant to write that down. I think she actually does. But yeah. So there you go. So now we have the backstory. And uh, yeah. First mention of it. Because before it was just. It was whatever. Like anytime that she was there, it was never mentioned that she was that. So she was that. She was just. She was just a Joker's girlfriend. She was That's a mall. She was a henchwoman. But this was the. This is the first time that the show acknowledges that backstory, which had just appeared five months previous in the tie-in comics. Exactly. So there you go. I mean, that's that's yeah. So there we go. So this episode. Season two trial is the first uh, the first mention of uh, Harley's backstory right there. So there you go. You're welcome, everybody. This is why we do this. This is why we do this. Um, and then, of course, um, well, let's see. My notes are weird here. Janet tells Harley well, because that- because that's the, that's what kind of starts to happen at this point, because it just the, the episode just kind of does the same thing where. The villains are playing off of Janet's original premise that it's Batman's Batman that fault yeah. that Batman created them. And Janet, I mean, Janet is like ready to go to explain how, no, y'all, y'all were all fucking nuts before. Yeah. Like, like he didn't do any of this. <laughs> he didn't do yeah. any of this. Yeah. Was he around? Yes. But you guys were already cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Exactly. Exactly. And then there's like, okay, so I I wrote this name down because I, I did not know exactly what it was. But when Ivy is like, take, okay, so we see Joker reading a comic book. Did you catch the name of the comic book? I was not paying attention. I did not. Yeah. What was the name on it? It said Jemmy Levitz. What the hell is Jemmy Levitz? I don't know what that is. Okay. We talked about this two weeks ago. The okay. Jimmy part, I'm not totally sure. But remember, Levitz, Paul Levitz, who was the president of DC Comics at the time. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, that, that makes sense with the last name. But I don't know. Yeah. The, 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 the first thing. But yeah, it's like I, I, I made it a point to like look. And I'm like, all right. I have no idea. Maybe that's what they were. Okay. That makes sense right there. And then they're referring to that. And then, of course, um, uh, yeah, we already talked about how Ivy is like taking the stand. And, of course, we did the whole, you know, Harvey thing and just, you know, it's just that's the thing. It's just like it's so funny. How how are these all working together? Um, and then, of course, um, when it comes to, oh, man, she just, oh, Janet, she's so just pushes her buttons by grabbing, of course, the uh, the uh, the flower on uh, that Joker uses and just start talking about like how he's using this, a flower, a plant, of course, and then starts picking at the petals and just, oh, she loses it. <laughs> she, she loses, loses it. it. My God, just like attacks, attacks because and see, that just shows you, I mean, 
Yeah, even though Janet, um, you know, we might just think that she's probably like a workaholic, does you know a little too serious, but she she knows she knows how to push the buttons of people. Like she really but she does. also knows, but she all these villains, she knows their backstories. Exactly, she knows all the stories, and that's why this is backfiring big time to this whole you know this whole performance right here because they thought like oh this woman hates Batman. It's like yeah she does, but she also doesn't like you guys. You realize that, and she's done her homework. Hello, you know, it's like, hello. So that's what's like, kind of cool about it. It's like they thought that, oh, yeah, you know, we, we got somebody that hates Batman. But it's like, no, yeah, she does. But she's also going to give you the business, too, and really, you know, push your guys' buttons. And she does it when it comes to Ivy. And that's, and that's the one place where, while the episode overall for me is just, it's okay. Yeah. I do love the exploration of that age-old question, what came first? Batman or the villains, like, exactly. like who is yeah. the chicken or egg thing? Because in the comics and in most iterations of the Batman mythology, Batman predates the Rogues Gallery. Yeah, he's been around before the Rogues Gallery shows up. But this show says, but it's not Batman's fault that they broke bad. Yeah. Like they <laughs> were already going that way. The closest you can get, the closest you can get is the Joker because you do have to put some onus on Batman being there at Ace Chemicals. A little bit. <laughs> when, when, when he fell into the vat, but mm. otherwise, except for maybe, I, I think she even says that like in her closing arguments, like the gimmicks may be different, you know, the costumes but y'all were all nuts to begin with like exactly. you were and i and i liked that exploration because she says ultimately y'all created him yeah and i like how she points that out and he's just sitting there with his you know straight jacket on just like yep thank you okay cool you know it's like what now kind of thing and then of course we have gordon who's got like the little tracking device and he's trying to get it to work and we get that that epic like look from him and he's like oh yeah i found it he's like ah there's nothing there's nothing up there except arkham and just like hey, the way that he says arkham and then it's just perfect fade time. to black fade yeah. to black <laughs> perfect time to go to a commercial and you're like oh boy dun 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 yes he's at arkham and it's like oh boy i mean that's yeah so that's like oh yeah we better call for backup like a mother effort like we better have everybody show up because god knows what is happening right now if batman's at arkham <laughs> it's not good it's not good you know so jesus christ so you could you understand why he's so uh you know concerned when that happens so yeah, so this is about the part in the episode where I where I lost it, like where I lost okay. it, as in I yeah. don't remember. Like exactly. pretty much, I remembered the twist that the villain that the jury ends up finding Batman not guilty. I remember up to that point, but then everything else was like, yeah, I totally I'm, like I'm, totally nope. Yeah, I was like, wait, what does happen? How do how do they get out of this? And I love the fact that, you know, Joker, of course, is just like, well, we're going to waste you anyways. And then, of course, he instead of a gavel, he has a rubber chicken <laughs> to slam. Because <laughs> rubber chickens, that's just, you know, that's, uh, you know, an old gag right there. And, of course, Joker is going to use that. 
Uh, and then, of course, they um, they take him away. And then, well, you know, one of the things that we didn't point out um, when it came to Janet and you would you would have thought that maybe when they kidnapped her, they would have like asked. Oh, she, yes. I yes. like that subtle thing, because yeah. back when Batman delivered the, the blue skull guy, she takes the batarang very subtly. And mm -hmm. just stuffs it in her inside pocket. And of course, mm -hmm. since I didn't remember what happened at the end of the episode, I did notice that going, yeah, that's going to be a, oh yeah, that's going to, that's going to be a thing. That's going to play. That, play later. Yeah. As they call it, that was Chekhov's gun. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That term. But yeah. And then of course, like, cause they're taking them off. They're going to zap them. They're basically going to electrocute them, you know, Batman. And then of course there's like one big light. So what do you do when there's a big light? You throw a battering at it because that's, what's going to, you know, it's going to shatter. It's going to turn dark. And then when, you know, darkness, Batman, they go hand in hand. And, uh, and I love like, like how he's just basically just like, you know, he, he's still there and he, uh, God damn it. Rest in peace. God damn. You know, Kevin Conroy, just those Batman lines, those Batman lines. Jeez. It's just like, that was one of the, it's just one of those things where you just, uh, uh, because they, obviously they were going to reveal the secret identity. They were going to like, they start pulling off the mask just a little bit. You see like the nose, you know, and then and it's so dramatic. Cause you're getting all the reaction shots with all yes. the different rogues. <laughs> and then oh, Janet man. throws the battering last yeah. And of course, once Batman has the darkness, it's just like Yeah, he goes, Who says I'm leaving? leaving. It's just you have that echo, you have that uh that just that voice, man. I mean, that's what's so great great about it. And uh, and then of course Croc, Croc is still there, <laughs> you know. You know, Croc says, uh, the only way out is through me, kind of thing, because he's just a big blunt object, you know. And um uh and then, uh, fuck, my, my notes are weird because here. That, well, that's because like Batman literally like, takes him out, he's fine, yeah. And yeah, Joker grabs Scarface's tiny little machine gun, and his and Tommy guy's like, Fire, oh, yeah, like, that's what I'll I hit, okay. you'll hit yeah, Croc. That's yeah, what I was, like, I was like, Why did I say you'll hit Croc? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, because he was firing at him. And Joker doesn't give a shit, you know, if he's firing, he doesn't care who he kills, even if it was Harley, he wouldn't care, you know, maybe I did, a little bit because more. he almost shoots Harley. Yes! Cause she's hanging upside down. So it's like she, and she has to like do her acrobatic stuff to like move out of the way. And yes, Croc almost gets killed. And then there's like, you know, there's like a power generator thing right there. And these wires shoot out of it and zap Croc and he gets electrocuted, but you know, he's fine because it's Croc, but it's like, yeah, Joker just does not give a shit about anyone, but he's, he's just, you know, he's a big narcissist. That's what it is. You know? Oh, he's just, oh, it's just ultimate. It's great. And, he t and then, he, of course, he, when everyone else is freaking out, he then just, he, he grabs Janet and they run yeah. out the door. And yeah. this part, I kind of remember, I remembered, I remembered the image of them like running through Arkham with like the inmates like coming after them. And yeah, even though it was creepy when they run up the stairs and then like Scarecrow's there with the giants, you know. It was scythe, and he's just like yeah. swinging it around. Yeah, pretty much like uh, what the Grim Reaper holds. And I was like, I couldn't. Remember, I was like, is that what it's called, the scythe? Because I couldn't remember what what it's actually called. Like, it's called I, I, I wrote I wrote Grim Reaper weapon. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I had no idea. I was like, it's it's called, called a it's called a scythe. S C Y T H E. Okay, because when I think, I just think of what Raphael has. Those are size size. That's yeah. so it's a little size. different. Yeah, that's uh, that's 
<laughs> that's a uh, that's s a i yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, lesson lesson learned right here on weapons, guys. Sigh and sigh. We're gonna have we're gonna have yeah. the day we're gonna have the Batman famous <laughs> spelling bee. And we're going to so uh you know study up folks, Jesus Christ, because I had no idea. I just put open Grim Reaper weapon. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay, okay. Once again, listen. Raphael has size. Size. Grim Reaper has a size. Scythe. So, so just th like you're saying size like you're you're like your Mike Tyson. Size. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. I had to go that that direction. Wow. <laughs> so ridiculous. I know, I know. That was I a choice. A, that was a choice. That definitely was a choice. And I went for it. Okay. I went for it. I like it. But yeah, you're right though. It's seasonally, you know, that and then what happens? <laughs> he cuts he got me, boys. Scarface gets his head chopped off. Oh no. But he's a you know, he's a puppet, so who gives a shit, right? And he, of course, is still talking because, you know, we all know why. Um, and then, of course, uh, when all this is happening and then we got, you know, everybody in there and then Gordon and the cops show up, you know, Batman and Janet make their way up to the rooftop. And, uh, of course, you get that moment where, you know, the cops show up and everybody's you always got to love that. They're surrounded. But then we're at the rooftop. We still got the Joker, and this is what uh, the clip I wanted to <laughs> right here, of course, because I was like, "Oh yeah, I totally forgot how this ends." I thought completely forgot how this ends. Yeah, but this is how this ends right here, and I, you know, I'm gonna go all the way to the very end of this whole thing because just because of what Janet, you know, says and everything. So, but yeah, here we go, right here. And then he ropes him. Here yeah. is he? Wow. Here. <laughs> I mean, the score is so. Uh, Old hanging judge Joker. That's... <laughs> well, there's a gavel. He's a gavel. A mallet. More, yeah. <laughs> this is just kind of ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> He's only holding it, and, and then they both fall. This is what I thought was cool. Look at them both fall. I thought that was cool. Ouch! Oh. That's broken rib. Broken rib. Ah. And then he grabs him. <laughs> but that, yeah. But Joker's got some broken ribs right there. You got to believe oh, it right there. Yeah. But I like this right here. This exchange. I see now there's a need for the things you do. But I'm still going to work toward a city that doesn't need Batman. Right here. Me too. Yes. Me too. Yes. Me too. You know, because and 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 again, we have we've talked about it many times. We always thought when Christopher Nolan was making his trilogy, he was probably watching some of these episodes. And one of the things that was uh you know the uh, a theme, I guess you could say, that was in Dark Knight was the fact that he wanted to you know Bruce always wanted to get to the point where there would be a world without batman you know get to the point right. where gotham didn't need that batman you know yeah so. that's actually that that's a great theme because that's actually kind of the like especially in the animated universe that's actually one of the tragedies is that he never gets there like yeah. it's 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 never it's it's never going to happen for him it's it's actually one of the tragic parts of mask of the phantasm is the fact that he's never gonna he never gets to be happy yeah, like, like, never gets there. but then at the same time, it's like, you know, I mean, obviously he would want to get there, but does he really want to get there? You know, it's like it's always that question. And I think when it came to the Nolan trilogy, it was like he eventually got there. 
I guess you could say. Yeah. In, in a sense. Um, and maybe that's what Nolan wanted to show. Like, that's why it just was like not going to be something where it's like, oh, we're going to have, you know, 22 Batman films. No, he just wanted to tell a contained story of Batman starting and ending, which uh, which I thought was great. We all thought it was great. And it, it very much works within that universe. But yeah, there's always like a sense of like when you read Batman comic books and even like when people different um, different writers take over and just. Yeah, but he's just never even though he would like it to 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 get to that point where you can have these white knights. It's just never going to get there because you're talking about this big, huge city that's just crime ridden. And it's like, yeah, Batman is helping. That's why he always has the question of, am I actually doing something? You know, that's that's what I loved about when it came to the Batman. Two years in, he's already questioning that. Am I making a difference? Am I making an influence on the city that I love so much? And that's actually what I love about Scott Snyder's run in the comics mm. is that is that his Batman is messed up because... Yeah about over halfway through that run and i love getting like the omnibus because the omnibus has like all like the little stories that weren't where that were like in detective comics and then some of the the, the like scott snyder Greg Capullo told a batman saga that when it's over batman literally has a plan uh like like a basically a batman forever you know like a p- master plan and mm. it's just like dude so have you have you read all of Scott Snyder's stuff? Not all of it, no. I oh, need to. I need to. I need to get, to get, get that omnibus. That. I'll get that omnibus. Um, yeah, it's two. It, it takes two. Okay, it takes two. Okay, all right. Yeah, it takes two, baby. It takes two, baby. Me and you. It takes two. Sorry. Wow, that was a tangent. Yes. Of singing. Yeah, we love that. But anyways, guys. So there you go. There's trial. Fun episode, Rogues Gallery, you know. Um, for some reason, I don't know why my mind went to if there was a live action, Steven Spielberg could direct something. <laughs> I just I, that, I'm still yeah. that's still like that's that, that was, was a, a weird choice. one for you. You know that what? was a choice, that's yeah. That's a choice. I don't know why. I think it was just because I don't know, maybe it was just like the theme was just so Tim or not Tim, uh Steven Spielberg esque. I don't know. I, I've had Steven Spielberg on the brain because you know he's got a movie coming out. Uh, I already have my tickets for that movie. Yeah, I want to see it. So, but it's just, I was telling the girlfriend this. I was like, hey, do you realize there's a Steven Spielberg movie coming out this month? And nobody really fucking knows about it. It's like, and and then it's funny too, because when I saw the commercial, it was like, it played, we were watching football and I went, and it goes like, oh, this is uh, Steven Spielberg's most like, um, um uh, personal yeah personal and i went well yeah it's loosely based on his life right because it's about a young filmmaker in a family that you know because he wants to make movies and i'm like yeah, yeah. I, it's loosely based on his life so yeah and, I he, and, he, and he and he co-wrote it with tony kushner exactly so i'm like yeah and then i was just saying i'm like Nobody like really knows. There's a Steven Spielberg movie coming out and like nobody's really talking about it. And I'm like, I'm going to go see it for sure. You know, and I already know this is probably going to be like all award season because it's award season right now. I'm sure the awards are going to be nominating this fucking thing like crazy. Uh, you know, I wasn't really into the West Side Story stuff. I didn't really get into that movie. You know? it, it, right. And because you're not in the musicals, but it was good. No. It was, yeah. it was as a West Side Story movie. It was good. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But this now I'm like, oh, there's a movie that's loosely based on 
him becoming a filmmaker, I am intrigued and I will be there opening night. Because so. it's, it's next week. Actually, it comes yeah. out on Thanksgiving Day. I actually have tickets to go see it the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so definitely catch that, and uh, yeah, uh, this was uh, you know fun episode. Enjoyable. I love how our tangent this time was at the end of the episode, <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. But uh, what do we got next week? Oh, next week's gonna be hard. I, I've kind of already alluded to it, but if you didn't catch because of the copyright block, uh, uh, next week is Avatar. Avatar, and and it's a Rachel Ghoul episode. Oh. But if anyone doesn't know, um. We have three voices in this episode, and we've lost them all in the last three months. Oh, because man. because this episode has Kevin, yeah, David Warner, and Nichelle Nichols. Mm-hmm. That's right. You did say it on on the vodka stream. You talked about that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm like I'm totally blanking on the story. Oh, you're blank- this. oh, oh blanking a, on it. Oh no, this is a good race episode. Okay. It's I, a good it's I already know. Movie. I already know when I start watching, I'm like, oh yeah. But I'm like totally like not even. I'm blanking on it like right now. Like trying to remember what 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 takes place in this episode. We don't have to talk about it. I I, I always love to go into it because I, again, as soon as the opening scene shows up, or even the, if I look at the title card, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, of course. But my brain right now is going. What? Hmm. I actually the weird thing about this episode is I as just as I was saying, I remember like the image of watching this episode for the first time because the living room in my parents' house, like it, there, it had several different configurations over the years. Yeah. And I remember how, when this episode aired, it's in, the, it, it was in a certain configuration of like where the couches were, where the TV was and it, it's like I'm just I'm remembering the day this episode aired. It's it's weird. Like I just that's have I, I've had this, little, this flash right now. This, yeah, that's pretty awesome right there. All right. Well, that's the episode we'll be watching next week. So make sure you guys uh, check it out and uh, watch it. So we'll be discussing that next Sunday. And uh, anything else to add to this episode, Scott? I get it. That That's it for me. That's it for you. All right. Well, go ahead and uh, like uh, send us off and uh, plug everything you got going on. All right. You can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero, Facebook, YouTube with the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com, which will include the latest episode of DC TV Squadcast, where Ray and I will be breaking down our top five performances of Kevin Conroy. So you want to make sure that you subscribe and check that out. Uh, I would also once again, plug the fact that we are a fan supported network over at patreon.com slash squawkhouse media and included in our latest release on that Patreon is the 30th episode of Scott shots, which I entitled, I am the night, which was um, me processing the news within hours of hearing it. Yeah. And so if you want to hear what it sounded like day of, uh, I kind of delivered like a 14 minute eulogy for Kevin Conroy and um, very well done. It was, it was, it was, it was tough. It, yeah, it, it was, was, it was very, tough. Yeah. It was tough listening to it too. I was getting choked up. 
Um, and I also love the I, I I love the title Scott Shots too. By the way, I just thank think you, that, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's just good because you know Hot Shots. You think and I, that's what I you know think about because I love. Oh well, and it, and it works with the um, it yeah. works with the theme song that Chris wrote for it too. <laughs> it <does. so. laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, guys, so check that out. Check everything out right there and uh, smash that like thumbs up and uh, subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Do everything and uh, of course all the social media, Patreon, everything is down below. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel for Avatar. All right, guys. Talk to you later.